Welcome to the Principles of Success. And in hindsight, today's episode should have pretty much been the entire month. Um, I spent the first three weeks talking about important stuff, yes, but this is really how you become wealthy, and it's the four steps of wealth, which you probably knew because of the title. So, step zero, debt. Do not do it. Get out of debt as quickly as you can. It's as simple as that, and it's step zero because you're trying to go from negatives to zero. You're not making any... You're still making progress, and you, and you should be proud that you're making progress. But you're not becoming wealthy getting out of debt. You're getting out of past stupidity. So, work really hard at getting out of debt. And there's two things that I wanted to talk about that real quick. First one is the snowball. If you are completely maxed out and you have no idea where to start on eliminating all of your debts, like you have no spare money to get it going, then there's two things that you can do. First is the snowball. And it basically is the idea that you take the smallest amount first, not the smallest not the highest interest, the smallest amount. So like if you owe $200 on something, pay the smallest amount first. Then all of that, um, the monthly payments that were going towards that is now freed up to go towards the next smallest and the next one and the next one and the next one. And you pay the smallest amounts because it frees up money to then be able to pay off more. If you're not totally maxed out, you still might want to um, go with the traditional advice and pay off the highest interest first. Um, the second thing to talk about, especially when you're maxed out on debt, is blowing it up. If you have no spare money whatsoever, you need to sell your crap. Simple as that. You need to sell your crap, get some money, um, get an influx of cash, and inject it into your debt to free up some cash flow so that way you can then start eliminating your debt. And your debt elimination should be the highest priority before you even start doing um, start expecting to becoming wealthy. You have to get rid of the debt. So, step one, cut expenses. Uh, if you have an expensive house or live in an expensive area, move. Um, same thing with your car. Are you driving a fancy car? Is your future wealth and prosperity and freedom coming at the cost of a fancy car now? I'm probably more wealthy than most of the people listening to this podcast. I can almost guarantee that I am driving the cheapest car out of a, out of everyone listening because my car is only worth 1500 bucks. It is not an expensive car. So, cut your expenses. Just quit eating out. Eating out is a fantastic way to waste money. Start cooking at home. However, it goes back to the $5 rule. This is for when you're first getting started. Um, you need to be a penny pincher to start the momentum. Once you get the momentum going, you can afford to pay to... Time becomes more valuable than dollars. But as of right now, if you're just getting started, your dollars need to stretch as much as you can make them stretch. And then the last one of tips to cut expenses, your phone bill. Um, there's plenty of great companies out there that you can uh, drop your phone bill drastically. I don't use it now, but I used a company called Tello and I only paid 10 bucks a month for my phone and it was I had data and it worked and I was fine with it I don't need to do that now so I don't but it worked it was great step number two save 
The most important part about this step is you need to know why. Why are you saving? What is your goals? This goes back to the goals episode. So go listen to that. That was months ago. But you need to know why you're doing it. Because if you don't have any goals, your bank account will not will reflect the number of goals that you have. Zero. Or in some people's cases, less than zero. In fact, most people's cases, less than zero. Fun fact, if you have $1,000 to your name and no debt, you are one of the wealthiest people um, in the world, just by a percentage-wise. So, you need to start saving. And then the other big thing to talk about, which is the main course for this step, course, I might be a little hungry, but the main course for this step is, um, the main subject for this step is kind of budgeting. It's the analogy of having different buckets for your money. And the buckets that I include, there's many different systems and designs for having different buckets and budgeting systems. The buckets I include are emergency fund, investment, uh, education, necessities, and then a fund bucket, and then tithe and taxes. So we'll go through each of those. Emergency fund. Try and get to, um, this should kind of be your, once you're out of debt, this should be your priority. And some people even encourage this being your priority before you get out of debt. But try and get it to at least a thousand bucks. And then definitely once you're completely out of debt, get it to at least three months uh, costs of everything. So like if you lose your job, you lose all access to generating money, you have three months worth of money that you can rely on or a thousand bucks. And if something major happens that you need to influx of cash real quick. That's what the emergency fund is for. Next one is investments. We'll come back to that in a sec. Um, The third one is education. This is where schooling and buying books like this one come into play. Oh wait, this isn't book. This is podcast. I've been working on book, so that's why I said book. Buying books like my book comes into play. So invest in education. In fact, education should be your first investment. The reason why investments is first is because this is my priorities of things that you should focus on. Investments should be one of your biggest priorities overall. So let's talk about investments real quick. Actually, no, we won't. We'll talk about investments in a later step. Um, Next bucket is necessities. This is where your rent and your phone bill and your gas and your insurance and all of this stuff comes out of. And you need to try and get this bucket as small as you possibly can because this is the bucket where most of your money currently goes. Uh, Just for easy example, if you really want to generate wealth, you want the ultimate goal is try and get your necessities down to 25% of your income. That is much easier said than done, especially when you're getting started. But once you are producing much, much more than what the rest of the world is taking from you, that's when you start seeing rapid growth. And then the fun bucket is this is where you do your spending and all of that stuff. Um, Vacations, things like that. And then the tithe and taxes bucket, I included those together because those are both things that, in my book, you don't get to decide on whether or not you're going to pay those or not. The government and in just my personal life tithes is taken out before you even see the money so that's another bucket some people replace 
tithing with charity, either or, doesn't matter. And then lots of different systems have different percentages. Personally, I think you should get your necessities down to 20%, investments 50%, and education like 10%. I know the math doesn't line up. This is just off the top of my head because I don't actually use the bucket system. I, um, my bucket, the actual system that I use is basically 90% investments and like 10% necessities. Actually, thinking about it, nah, that's too much math. Maybe 20-30% necessities, but almost all of my money goes to investments. But I also have different priorities, and I don't have as many responsibilities that most people in different stages of life have. So, use these buckets to help you kind of budget and arrange how you want to go. And then the last thing for saving is quit shopping. Quit looking at things you want to buy. If you don't look at things you want to buy, then the likelihood of you buying them is much smaller. And that includes online shopping. Quit surfing Amazon and Pinterest and things like that and Facebook Marketplace. Quit buying stuff. Step number three, education. It, um, if you get a million dollars, it is best that you become a millionaire. So that way you can keep the money. That's by Jim Rohn. So you need to know what you're doing in order to be wealthy. And there's kind of three main categories that I have for education. There's character, which is self-development kind of stuff. And that is super important because if you're weak-minded, this is a lot of the principles of success falls into this category. Uh, well, a lot of the earlier months of this, uh, the principles of success fall into this category. The attributes of success fall into a different category. But you... Um, need to become a millionaire if you want to be wealthy. You need to become somebody who is capable of handling that kind of money and that kind of possible stress depending on how you go about generating that money. The next category for education is skills. This is how you earn money. If you're competent, you get paid. And this can be skills that get you a job. It can be business skills, sales skills, um, any, any skills. Any skills that can be tricked transformed into money equals more money. And then the last education is knowledge. And this is where knowing how to manage money, knowing about business and knowing about health and happiness and all of this stuff, just facts and knowing how to things work and where to find that kind of information. That is um, very, knowledge is power. And that's what the attributes of success is. That's, I'm giving you knowledge on what you need to do. Here you go. Learn about money. If you're going to try and become wealthy, you need to know how money works. This is a very, this is the tip, tip, tip of the iceberg. So step number four is invest. That's why we skipped it earlier. Um, and there's really three categories of investments that I'm going to talk about. There's more, obviously, but there's three main ones because these are the three main ones that people make money in. Uh, for, and the three are business, the market, so stock market, stocks, that kind of stuff, and real estate. So let's talk about business real quick. Business, boiled down to its simplest that I can make it, is you get customers and you fulfill their needs and they pay you. So that really comes down to two parts you acquiring the customer or client so marketing and sales 
which we talked about last week, and systems. This is making sure everything works. Um, figuring out how to hire people, how to do the taxes, how to basically get your business organized. organized. Uh, so a great book on systems for business is The E-Myth. So you need to systemize your business because your business needs to be able to run without you at some point, especially if you want to retire. So you need to figure out how you do things and how the business does things, and you need to record that. And then you need to find people to be able to do those tasks that the business needs done. And you also need to make sure that you have systems to get paid. So that's business. It's as super simple as I can make it in the short time that we have. Next up, the, the stock market, the market. Um, this includes stocks, bonds, 401ks, everything. And when we talked about the money book several months ago, we really went into the stock market. But for this episode, we're going to leave it with just one simple thing. And this is Warren Buffett's advice, which is the wealthiest investor of all time, I believe. And his advice is very simple. If you're not going to spend the time to master uh, the stock market, invest in a index fund. So things like the S&P 500. Um, this is his advice for anybody who doesn't want to eat and breathe of the stock market invest in an index fund so with that we're going to move on to the next one which is real estate and there's two things i want to talk about with real estate and it is flipping and rental so flipping it which a lot of you probably know at this point is where you buy a pretty much messed up house and you fix it up it becomes much more valuable because you fixed it up and then you sell it to make profit and if you're handy, this is a great way to get started um, in generating wealth because you can generate a pretty decent income from flipping houses. Um, but alternatively, you can also flip it and not, or buy a distressed home, fix it up, and then hold on to it. Distressed homes are just a great way to find deals. And you need deals in real estate, especially if you do rentals, because Rental income is one of the best ways to have cash flow. We talked about cash flow a couple weeks ago. So the reason why rentals are useful is because you can assign how much money you need in the bank coming in as income every day, and you can figure out exactly how many rental properties or doors, as um, it is referred to in the field, of how many doors do you need to meet your desired level of income? So, for instance, if you need $2,000 of income and you expect the rent after everything to be like 200 bucks of income, you need 10 doors. That can be 10 apartments, 10 houses, doesn't matter. You need, if your profit is 200, you need 10 doors. So, those are two of my favorite strategies, and they're the most effective strategies for the most amount of people. That's why I talked about those particular ones. But real estate is another giant category that we barely can touch on. So study these three things in the education step, and then invest in at least one of these three things. You can do all three. I do all three. But you need to do at least one of them if you want to be wealthy. 
And that's the four steps. You need to, step zero, get out of debt. Step one, cut expenses. Step two, save. Step three, learn this stuff, especially this investing stuff. And step four, actually invest. Because it doesn't matter if you know what you're doing. If you don't do it, then it's worthless. And if you do those four steps, then you are going to become, then you have a very high likelihood of becoming very wealthy. And with that, I will see you all next week.